0: Hi, guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that everyone's week is going great. Spirits are high. Let's get right into it. What's new with me? My spirits are, in fact, high because I just came off of a fantastic weekend and part of the week at home with my family, and it was just so rejuvenating. You guys know how I feel when I'm back home with everybody. It's so much fun. Like I told you guys last week, I was home celebrating birthdays and we absolutely celebrated. Last Friday, I saw my two best friends and we celebrated one of their birthdays. Then we celebrated my dad's birthday a bit early because not everyone was going to be in town for his actual birthday. And then we got to celebrating my brother's birthday on Sunday. And then my dad's actual birthday was on Tuesday. So celebration after celebration after celebration. But I love it. It's one of my favorite things, so so happy that I was able to be home for it. Another reason in particular that I loved being home is that it is a little bit starting to feel like fall. The trees were turning different colors. I got my first fall drink of the season. I know not all parts of the world are going to be able to relate to that, or even different parts of the country. There are heat waves in different states, but in the Midwest, just a little bit of that crisp fall feeling is starting to creep in. The only other new thing coming up in my life right now is that my boyfriend's family is coming to town this weekend. It's going to be so fun. We're going to go to restaurants, maybe go to a comedy show. If the weather permits, maybe go out on the lake. Just have some good quality time and have fun in the city. I'm very much looking forward to it. I feel like whenever I have a weekend that's not in Chicago, the next weekend seems to be full force so I'll let you guys know if I end up doing anything new and exciting in the upcoming days. But until then, let's get right in to the rest of this episode, starting off with what's hot this week. I have two stories that absolutely caught my eye. They're both coming from Hypebeast.com. And here's number one. A little bit of sports endorsement news. Hypebeast writes, Golden State Warriors superstar Steph Curry is reportedly on track to signing a lifetime endorsement contract with Under Armour, worth over $1 billion U.S. dollars. In his recent interview with Rolling Stone, Curry discussed his current deal with the sportswear giant, which runs until 2024. In the conversation, Curry discussed the friction he had with Under Armour's founder Kevin Plank in regards to the company's commitment to his signature shoe in the early stages he said quote there wasn't quite an understanding of what it took to run a business like that properly so yeah i got mad he reassured that he is still on good terms with the brand but reiterated quote i don't have to raise my voice to get mad that's the best part about it curry confirms that discussions with the company surrounding his own individual brand have improved in the past four years since it was established. Though that's the case, Curry said he did consider leaving the company in 2018, right before Under Armour agreed to separate the Curry brand, similar to that of the Jordan brand to Nike. According to SpotRack, a new lucrative deal with Under Armour will only add to Curry's on-court earnings as he begins his new four-year $215.4 million contract with the Warriors. So this is interesting for a number of reasons. First off, that's an incredible amount of money. But also I'm interested about this because if he had a contentious relationship with Under Armour, to then go even bigger is kind of confusing. But like this article said, Under Armour did agree to separate the Curry brand. So if we're even just looking to compare that to the Jordan brand and Nike, if it's anything like that, it seems like it could be really beneficial for Curry and Under Armour. It is wild, though, to think of signing a lifetime contract. You know what I mean? You have no idea what's going to happen in a couple years if Steph Curry's name is going to be worth even more than that or less than that. So it's kind of like they're both taking a chance, but honestly, a billion dollars for this, I don't know why Steph Curry wouldn't do it. And even though it's a billion dollars lifetime, I'm sure that there's way more to this in the contract as opposed to just that dollar amount. You know, like if his reputation goes down or if something makes him suddenly increasingly more popular. I have no idea if these are actually things that would be in the contract, but I would presume that there would be some language in there that says, if this happens, then this happens. Regardless, though, I find it really interesting which athletes end up tying their names to which companies. And I'm looking it up right now of which professional athletes wear Under Armour, and I'm finding the name Steph Curry... Tom Brady, Jordan Spieth, Misty Copeland, Cam Newton, Clayton Kershaw, Buster Posey, Kelly O'Hara, Michael Phelps, Lindsey Vaughn. I'm sure that there are more. I don't know how up-to-date this list is, but they do have Steph Curry in there right at the top. Very interested to see if this does go through. At the top of this article, it does say that the contract is nearly locked down, So it sounds like it's happening just in the late negotiation stages. Also very curious to see what new pieces come out of this, and if whatever is in the Curry brand becomes even more popular. Time will tell you guys, time will tell. Very exciting for Steph Curry, I imagine. And for Under Armour, the newest pair on the block. Alright, next up for what's hot, we have a story that is insanely incredible in my opinion. Again, from Hypebeast, Patagonia founder Yvon Chouinard is surrendering his brand to fight climate change. Yvon Chouinard has built an outdoor apparel empire with his company Patagonia, and while he's found success and garnered millions of dollars since he started the company in 1984, he's decided to give it up. The 83-year-old billionaire announced on the company's website that he will be surrendering his imprint in an effort to fight climate change. He said, quote, while we're doing our best to address the environmental crisis, it's not enough. We needed to find a way to put more money into fighting the crisis while keeping the company's values intact. Instead of going public or selling the brand to another owner, he has decided that from here on out, all the profits that aren't being reinvested into the company will be transferred to the Patagonia Purpose Trust and nonprofit organization, Holdfast Collective, for environmental causes. And this estimated to be approximately a hundred million dollars a year. He said, it's been nearly 50 years since we began our experiment in responsible business, and we are just getting started. If we have any hope of a thriving planet much less of a thriving business, 50 years from now. It is going to take all of us doing what we can with the resources we have. This is another way we found to do our part. This is a really interesting story. I personally am a huge fan of Patagonia. Their mission is so inspiring. But not only that, I actually really love their clothing items, their accessories, their products. Very well made. And they're not an outrageous price which I feel like in particular is something that a lot of people struggle with if they're trying to shop more sustainably or ethically. Sometimes you sacrifice what you want in other ways, right? Like maybe the coat isn't as cute or the shirt isn't as soft, but Patagonia has seemed to get their secret sauce figured out. And this is just another example of that. Recognizing that your company does have the ability to make this grand impact, which is very, very grand, by the way. $100 million a year, that's an insane amount of money, and to have that go to a cause, that this brand in particular, their mission aligns so much with doing what's best for the environment, so to see them even further put their money where their mouth is, for lack of a better term, it's really inspiring. And while smaller companies maybe don't have the ability to make as large of a monetary impact, his company does. So to set that example is really cool, and also they're not a public company. So these are his decisions, he's able to make this decision, of course with other members I'm sure involved, but ultimately they're a private company, so they do have the flexibility to stay private, the option to not sell, the option to not go public, so if you decide you're not going to do either of those things, this is a really cool way to make an impact. And again, just to be clear on what exactly the founder of Patagonia is doing, he's transferring him and his family's entire ownership stake into two newly created entities. So the biggest share of the company, 98% of Patagonia's stock, will now be under the Holdfast Collective, which is the nonprofit. And then the rest of the company's stock will fund the newly created Patagonia Purpose Trust. And the purpose of that trust is described to create a permanent legal structure so that the company can never deviate from the founder's vision that a for-profit business can work for the planet. So again, super interesting story. Definitely sets the bar high for companies that have similar visions, which I think is great. Companies with similar visions should definitely challenge each other in positive ways. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Hopefully, you're a bit more up to date on the sports endorsement news and what's happening in the sustainable fashion space. Now, let's get right into what's good. This week, I have a recommendation for you guys and a little bit different because it is a podcast episode recommendation. The podcast is one that a lot of people know, a lot of people love it. It is Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. If you guys haven't heard this show, I'd be a little shocked. But I don't know. We all listen to very different things. So if you haven't heard this show, it's very funny. It's interview style. They have a great rapport with their guests, with each other. And the episode that I wanted to recommend to you guys is one that I just listened to. It is The Interview with Zoe Deutsch. She just came out with a new movie, Not Okay, on Hulu. So they talk about that. They talk about her career, her upbringing. It's a really interesting one. Something that automatically drew me to it is that I like Zoe Deutsch. I think that she's a great actor, which is why I originally listened to this podcast episode. But listening to it further, I wanted to recommend it. Because even if you don't know anything about Zoe Deutsch, if you haven't seen her in a lot of things, the interview is very insightful in that they touch on a lot of different things that I feel like a lot of celebrities sometimes don't want to talk about. Like they talk about how she felt acting, following in her mom's footsteps of acting, and also in her dad being a huge director in Hollywood. Both of her parents are very well known. Her mom is Leah Thompson. Her dad is Howard Deutsch. A lot of talent in that family, but I found it so interesting how she speaks on her experiences and why she chose to do certain things, why she chose to take certain roles based on watching her mom act, based on having experience in the industry at such a young age so many elements of life that are probably not normal for a lot of people because most people are not actors. Most people did not grow up with their mom being an actor, with their dad being a director, being in the Hollywood scene from birth. But she did, and hearing her perspective on that, and then also hearing Dax Shepard's perspective on it, he shared that some of his favorite actors, some of his favorite talent, lived life before they started acting because he explained that it feels like they've actually had real-world experiences that they can bring to their characters if they didn't start as child actors. So hearing his perspective on that while interviewing somebody that has been in the industry her whole life, very interesting conversation. They touch on a lot of different topics. Definitely recommend you guys can listen to it on Spotify. Just type in armchair expert Zoe Deutsch. Alright guys, last up for What's Good, one song this week. It's called Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan. This is another one that just feels like it fits with the season. Let me know if you agree with me. You can check it out on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. Now the time has come to round out this episode with Need to Know Basis. As you guys may or may not know, fashion weeks are going on. And with a fashion week comes the trends. And I'm not just talking about the runway trends. I'm talking about the off-runway trends. I'm talking about the street-style trends. What we're seeing right now, heading into fall, what are people wearing, what are people loving. So whether you're a fashion lover or maybe just a fashion follower... I think it's fun to know a little bit about the seasonal trends. So Vogue rounded up a list for us of New York Fashion Week street style. Let's talk about what everyone's wearing because this feels very much like it's on a need-to-know basis. Let's get into it. First up, the forever classic. People are pairing their knits with a midi skirt. Of course, we love to see it. I told you guys a couple weeks ago after I went thrifting, I'm excited to pair my skirts with my new sweaters this season. Like Vogue said, it's a forever classic. Next, the modern boho. All right, this girl is wearing a patchworked jean jacket and a patchworked skirt to match, and then some cowboy boots. I think we have probably all seen cowboy boots are really having their moment And their extended moment. They were big in the summer. I think they're going to go all the way into the fall. And this modern boho look. A little matching set. I love that. Next, sport couture. I feel like this one has been here for a little bit. This sporty look, but pairing it with some elevated accessories. Whether that's a heel, some layered necklaces, a cute handbag. Kind of the elevation of athleisure, you know? Next up, Retro to wear. This girl's wearing a dress with a long blazer over it and then a belt to tie it all in. More of a sophisticated look, but I have to say I'm loving a blazer right now. Even if it's not with something super fancy under, pairing a blazer with more of a laid back look is one of my favorite things to do. And this is kind of the same vibe, but again, maybe you want to dress it up with a dress or a skirt. Next up, Vogue is sharing one of the biggest fall trends, which apparently is a metallic moment. Kendall Jenner was seen wearing this kind of sheer, long-sleeve, long dress, but I thought the biggest moment for that was her bag. This super cute metallic little handbag. Definitely a trend that I will be incorporating this fall. Another one that I absolutely love, the cargo pant. There is something so chic about a cargo pant to me and they do scream fall. Mixed with either a sweater or just more of a form-fitting long sleeve. I love it. I can't wait to bust out my cargo pants this fall. Next, the leather midi skirt. There are faux alternatives. I will say for this there are plenty of faux leather midi skirts which will give you the same look and making it a midi skirt Again, with the sophistication into fall, we love to see it. The next trend, which I don't even know if we can call it a trend, is the plain white t-shirt. Like, is that a trend or is that just a staple? I feel like it's just a staple. If you own a white t-shirt and you want to be a part of the trends, put that on, guys. Easy peasy. Next, which I'm actually very excited to incorporate this year, is the elegant overcoat. I have this one oversized lightweight coat that I've really been wanting to wear. It's this light pink color, which arguably is more of a summer spring color, but I'm of the opinion that the colors of fall are only the colors of fall, because somebody somewhere told us that those are the colors of fall. So if you wanna wear pink in the fall, pink is a new fall color. Congratulations, bring out your pink coats, cause I'm gonna be wearing my pink overcoat this season. And the last trend that Vogue is telling us about from New York Fashion Week street style is the ultra mini skirt. Very cute, very fun. With this one though, I will say, if you live in a cold place, fall gets chilly. So maybe put on a cute pair of tights so you're not freezing. And some little anklet socks. Bundling up can be very chic. Trust me. Alright guys, those were the trends and why I wanted to share them was yes of course like I said it's really fun to know the trends sometimes follow the trends but that specifically is an element that I wanted to talk about this week to follow or to not follow the trends I feel like so many people have mixed opinions on this because these days I feel like we value individuality so much so we almost see trends as a negative thing being a sheep to the trend, not being able to walk to the beat of your own drum. I have to say, I think trends and individuality can exist at the exact same time. I am a fashion lover, and I love expressing my individual style. I love making really fun, sometimes unique fashion decisions, but I also love a good trend. Even reading through that list, I just told you guys, there are so many of those that I want to incorporate into my style this season. And I think that there's a way to do that while still remaining very individualistic. Getting inspiration from something that somebody else wore, but then making it your own. Putting your own little twist on it. Maybe adding some unexpected accessories. Something that's really unique to you. And maybe you are just a strict trend follower You maybe see something on a celebrity or an influencer or whatever and it looks good on them and you really like their style and then you mimic that. Nothing wrong with that either. Copying is the biggest form of flattery, as they say. But my whole point in saying this is really simply to just do what you want with fashion. If you like something, if you like the way that it looks on you, you like the colors, you like how it makes you feel, it gives you a sense of confidence... It's extremely comfortable, so you feel like yourself in it. Maybe it's more sustainably and ethically made, so you feel good about what you're putting on your body. Any of those reasons, plus any other that I didn't list, is reason enough to wear what you want to wear. Don't let the question of to be a sheep or not to be a sheep, don't let that stop you from wearing what you want. And also, why do sheeps get such a bad rep? Sheeps are cute, and they're stylish. So follow trends. Don't follow trends. Wear pink and fall. Do what you want. Just do it because you want to do it. No wrong answers here, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. A fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Be a proud sheep to the trend, remembering that sheep are unique, stylish individuals too. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.